We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Order has been restored. You look at the defending World Series champions against a team expected to lose maybe 120 games this year, and you wonder, how was that first team 2-3 and three against that second team? The Red Sox against the Orioles is a five-star meal from a world-renowned chef against a chicken sandwich under a 7-Eleven heat lamp. But Monday, the Orioles had won 4-1, to one, holding the Sox to just three hits. Tuesday, well, the Sox hit three home runs. One was a three-run death blow by the artist formerly known as Mitchie Two Bags. Mitchie Four Bags now has 10 home runs, and the Red Sox are now within a game of 500 again. We'll talk about it now. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. The Big Bat showed up, and the Red Sox got themselves a win. Josh Lewin with you. The Sox now back to 18 and 19. And as we come to you from Oriole Park at Camden Yards, just as everybody's filing out, all 10,000 that showed up on a Tuesday night, and you can still hear the blap, blap, blap of the, the tamping going on. The grounds crew is out there making sure the dirt is nice and compact for the game on Wednesday. That'll be Chris Sale looking to go to 2-5. and five. And, you know, if he gets there, that means that it'll be Sale, Price, Porcello, and Evaldi combined with five wins to match Marcus Walden. Yeah, right now Walden has more wins than four-fifths of the projected Red Sox vaunted starting rotation. That's baseball, Susan. Uh, Matt Barnes ended up with a save, not Brazier. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But, yeah, Marcus Walden, on and relief of Hector Velazquez, goes to 5-0. and oh. Velazquez got the start. But once again, he only goes 40-odd pitches. This time it was 46, and he's averaged right around there in his uh, five starts this year. Most he's ever gotten to is 57. You guys mind if I, like, yell out the press box window and tell these guys to stop with the tamping? Oh, they just did anyway. Good. That was getting really annoying. It's like headache-inducing, as is this podcast, I'm sure. But uh, the scoring started behind Velazquez in the top of the first J.D. Martinez, career home run number 200, as boldly predicted by our Rob Bradford on WEEI. He went on the pregame show, said, I got a good feeling J.D. Martinez is going to homer. Very first pitch he saw, he drilled one out, barely over the wall, a tracer in left center. His fifth of the year, his first off a right-hander this year, but yeah, career home run number 200. Mookie had walked right before that, a two-run shot to make it 2 nothing. Mookie ended up with three walks in this game, by the way, and Martinez with two himself. Remember the night before, the Orioles' top five in the lineup had gone a combined 0 for 19. J.D. Martinez made sure that wouldn't happen in the very first inning. But in the bottom of the first, the Orioles came right back. Rio Ruiz hit a two-run, two-out home run. That off of Velasquez, only the second home run he's allowed all year, first since opening day. And that one was to a left-handed third baseman. That was Ryan Healy 
of the Mariners. This time, Rio Ruiz, his third. So 2-2 two, two to the fourth inning. Xander Bogarts then recaptures the lead, a home run number seven for Xander, and a 3-2 lead given right up again in the bottom of the fourth by Walden as Hanser Alberto hit a long home run, his second of the year. But Walden was very good after that, a 1-2-3 fifth, a 1-2-3 sixth, and the Red Sox got the lead back anyway in that fifth inning. It was Mitch Moreland, a three-run home run to left center field, doing a lot of hitting the other way now. That's three three-run home runs he's got this year. Ten home runs against only eight singles, and that'll play. Mitch Moreland actually hitting cleanup in this game. That's some of that Alex Cora pixie dust. There were some people that didn't really understand why a guy hitting 216 was plugged in at cleanup, but it certainly worked, and Mitch talked to us after the game about his big night. Well, back here at Baltimore, Mitch Moreland with a big three-run homer in the fifth inning, gave the Red Sox the lead to stay, and Mitch is with us uh, right now. Mitch, your 10th home run, and that was very, very timely and a clutch hit there in the fifth inning. Uh, What were you looking for there? Yeah, um, you know, guy just came in the game and gave me an opportunity with, with, uh, you know, not... I guess Mookie getting getting it going with the hit and then walking J.D. right there. So I uh, knew he was kind of a, a fastball-heavy type guy. Um, you know, had a little velo on it, so just trying to trying to get ready and not do too much and uh, put a good swing on it, able to do that. This Orioles team has been pesky, huh, Mitch? I mean, every time you guys scored tonight, it seemed like they would come right back and score. They they had the lead in the season series against you coming in. They they, they battle you. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, there's uh, – they, they they hadn't quit against us that's for sure you know they've they've played uh, played really well against us at home and and obviously uh, these first two so uh, it was good to good to scratch a couple more there at the end and, and give us a little insurance to get the win yeah tonight uh, taking advantage of walks again as uh, the club did in Chicago uh, and uh, that's what it takes a lot of times yeah absolutely uh, you know uh, I've said it all year like I, I felt like at first when we were kind of struggling we we just weren't creating a whole lot of opportunities for ourselves you know we. Uh, kind of some quick innings uh, when, when we're putting guys on, you know, constantly putting pressure on the defense and, and the other team and uh, the pitcher to make pitches against us, then uh, that's when we're at our best because, you know, our, we're so deep and uh, we're, we're able to break through at any, any given time when we, when we keep putting guys out there. And, you know, at the end of the game, Mitch, that, that ball that was hit by Nunez, I don't know what you were thinking when it left the bat, but all of a sudden you're scrambling back to first base. Chavis with a one-hop throw to you. You turn the double play. That's kind of a, a neat way to end the ball game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously he hit the ball pretty hard. Uh, looked like he was sitting on breaking ball right there. And, uh, you know, Bogey made a, a nice play on it. And uh, I was kind of just standing there, and then I saw him catch. I was like, oh, man, I got to cover. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was a good one right there, a good way to end it. Well, Mitch, there's nothing like a three-run homer, and you've hit three of them, uh, three of your ten this year, so uh, the RBI total reflects that. Uh, and you've been using the whole park, too, uh, with the last two opposite field, and three of your ten have been uh, the opposite field. Yeah, that's something I think I definitely wanted to, to try to get back to. Uh, I feel like that's kind of been my bread and butter over over the years. And, uh, you know, I, last year I looked at uh, my spray chart at the end of the year, and I, th- I don't think I hit one you know, pass like straight away center field. So just trying to get back to, uh, to using the field, um, you know, to keep me, uh, keep me a little more, I guess, balanced. And, and Mitch, just before we let you go, I, it seems like we ask you this all the time because, you know, the Red Sox will have a nice win. And now you've got Chris Sale, for example, starting tomorrow. Everybody's feeling good about Chris now. Seems like maybe five, six, seven times this year we say, okay, doesn't it feel like you guys are ready to go on a, a real big run? So, so I'll ask you again. Do you get that feeling right now? Uh, I don't think anybody's looking at it that way. Uh, it's more the, 
we're at our best when we're approaching it one game, you know, one inning, one pitch at a time. So, uh, you know, that's the way we're going to go about it. We're going to continue to approach it one game, uh, one game at a time. Uh, you know, it was good to get the win tonight, but uh, you know, now we've got to got to uh, forget about that one and get ready and uh, and be ready to go tomorrow and get that one. Mitch, thank you so much. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, guys. Oh, we appreciate Mitch Moreland stopping by afterwards, and that was uh, at the time of that home run a six-three Red Sox lead. Baltimore would get two back, though, off of Ryan Brazier. And it was a little bit odd that it was Brazier in the eighth and, assumably, Barnes in the ninth. That's been kind of twisted around so far this year, depending on who's up. Whenever it's the, the top third of the order or three, four, five, or something like that, uh, if it's going to set up that way, you go to Brazier, and, and that's exactly what Alex Cora did. Brazier just wasn't very good. He did get a very quick out, got Jonathan Villar to pop out. But then Trey Mancini lined a single, Dwight Smith Jr., an RBI double, a ball that skipped off the bag at first. Rio Ruiz bounced out, but then Chris Davis, an opposite field shot. That brought in a run after the uh, Dwight Smith double had brought in a run. So 6-5, to five, they summon Barnes, who's had the huge strikeout numbers this year, and he freezes Stevie Wilkerson, a beautiful job with a curveball. And for the year at that point, it was more than uh, half the time essentially, that Barnes had struck out somebody. Number of plate appearances versus number of strikeouts, a little bit tilted towards the uh, the strikeout side. So uh, only Josh Hader is doing that with Milwaukee, and, and that's pretty impressive. In the top of the ninth inning, the Red Sox could have really pulled away, and they kind of pulled away. It was a walk by Jackie Bradley Jr., who was 0-for-2 in this game. is now hitting 147. Then Vasquez lined the only hit of the inning to right, Another two-hit night for Christian Vasquez. we got to talk about that for a second because just a year ago, of all the qualifying hitters in baseball, the second-worst production was Christian Vasquez. And that's changed, obviously, here early this year. You're talking about a guy now who's got an OPS of 822. His batting average is 278. But 822, is a, that's a higher OPS than Andrew Benintendi. It is basically the exact same as Mitch Moreland. It is higher than that of Xander Bogarts. It's better than Rafael Devers. That's your number nine hitter, your catcher, Christian Vasquez. And he's calling a good game, too, it sure seems like. So Vasquez, he's healthy. He's happy. He's productive. He's the only Red Sox player to have a two-hit game both Monday night and Tuesday night. So uh, you got to give him the, the due credit here. In the bottom of the ninth inning, no big deal for Barnes. He did walk one, but then a beautifully turned double play to end the ball game. Xander Bogarts acrobatically, a 6-4-3, a one-bouncer over to Mitch Moreland, and the Red Sox had their win. Eight runs, only seven hits, no errors. There were eight Oriole walks. This was one night after there were no Oriole walks. And for Baltimore, 5-8-0. Baltimore is now 13-23. Thank you. Thank you, sir, very much. Thank you. And uh, anyway, the Red Sox are now 18-19. and 19. Alex Cora meeting with the media after the game. Here he was. Uh, and... Um, Hector, just that pitch to, to Ruiz, kind of like leaking to the middle of the plate, put a good swing on it, but then after that he gave us six. Waldy, I know he gave it the home run, but um, did a good job giving us nine. Work was good. Uh, Brazier, you know, um, not, you know, fastball, not up in the zone, and, and you know, he got two jam shots there and then a ground ball. It looks worse than it was really it really was, but still we didn't get too many outs, and Barnes, he did a good job. man. He got the strike on, then the last three outs. What went into the decision to go with Brazier? Matchups, um, kind of like we felt that uh, slider was better in that situation. Uh, but then at the end, 
I mean, we all talk about high lever situations, and Barnes came in in the probably highest uh, lever situation of the game. But uh, we felt that that was a good spot for him with uh, uh, those lefties, uh, the way we pitched to him, but it didn't work out. Any concern there with Barnes slipping? No, I mean, yeah, but no. I mean, he's a good athlete. That's what he says. How good was it to get the home run from JD? It's been a while since. No, right away. I mean, uh, I think that's the first one against Variety, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, he thought he thought I was congratulating him, him because of the 200, but it was actually because it's the first one against Variety this season. Uh, but good, good to see. Um, you know, good to see the. I mean, I got lucky with the lineup. Just like I told you guys, I ran into that lineup and put it on, and it happened. So hey, we'll roll it again. You know, uh, tomorrow. So. Uh, uh, we put good at bats. We were patient. Um, you know, we did a few good things offensively. Others, we we expanded the zone, but um, you know, we we had a lot of traffic the whole night. Obviously, Jay's had a, had a good year, three twenty or whatever he is. Can you think of any reason he's been quieter than usual from the from the home run standpoint? No, I mean, um, if if you ask him, there's like four balls in the Fenway that probably, you know, um, if the weather is good, they're home runs. So. He, he learned last year early. You know, you can't get uh, desperate because the ball will fly home. Today was a little warmer, and you saw what happened. So uh, it's just a matter of time. How important Workman, Workman's been? Yeah, it's been amazing uh, against lefties and righties. Uh, you know, there's a guy that we can bring in to to get the last out of one inning, and then he can go out there and pitch. And uh, he, you know, um, he posts every day. I mean, uh his fastball he's been playing, but the breaking ball has been amazing. The cutter good, and uh, you know he, he's he's a different pitcher. It seems like he's keeping his stuff throughout the week, you know, regardless of the usage. So uh, he's he's done an outstanding job for us. When you see a game where you know both the, the high walk totals and you're seeing guys driving the ball, you know, homers to center field, homers to the opposite field. How, how good a spot are you guys in? On um. <laughs> Well, coming to coming to here, we were in a great spot, and then yesterday we don't score. So, uh, no, but we feel that we offensively we're we're doing a good job. We're controlling strike zone. Uh, you know, um, we we're putting good at bats, uh, lengthy at bats, grinded out. Even the outs are tough, tough outs. So, um, we do feel that we we're in a good place. Uh, I think now the, the next thing for us as a team is. Uh, and like do better against left-handed pitching. Uh, we went through that last year. Seems like we are into that right now. So we'll make adjustments and get going against lefties. What do you? What about this lineup and the change you made? Do you like specifically? Dude, I'm telling you, I I, I run into this lineup just looking for something else. I, I I'm not taking credit for this. I I was actually. Just comparing numbers uh, around this time, looking for somebody and, and comparing, and and I saw it. I was like, oh, "What is this?" You know, because I always thought that you know, for some reason, I always thought JD and Xander hit back to back, but then uh, Carlos was with me, and he's like, "No, when when Hanley was here, he was in three, third, and uh, those two hit together. When Mitch played once a week or twice a week, he he hit four. And then I kept looking and looking and looking, and I think I made the switch in early September, if I'm not mistaken, that I went with uh, Mitch hitting third and uh, JD hitting fourth and Xander hitting fifth. And I think from from April to September, we did a good job offensively, so why not? I roll with it, but that's not like analytics or whatever. That's just running to the lineup and went with it. All right, that's the skipper, and now, indeed, at least you can say the Red Sox are 3-3 three and three against the Orioles. They were 
16-3 and against them last year, so a little 13-game win streak the rest of the way, and they'd be able to match that. The ERA for the Orioles is now 562. The two worst ERAs in baseball is what the Red Sox got allowed to hit against on this road trip. And it'll get a little bit tougher, maybe not that much tougher coming up. You've got Seattle and Colorado coming in on the next homestand. But after that, the Houston Astros have the second-best ERA behind the Tampa Bay Rays. The uh, Red Sox now have won 14 out of 16 at Opakey Oriole Park at Camden Yards. And I, I did not, by the way, get a chance to go out and try any Boog's Barbecue. That has been on the bucket list. I usually try to do that when, when in Baltimore. And if you don't know the name Boog Powell, let's just take a moment towards the end of the podcast here. When the Orioles and, and Baltimore Colts shared Old Memorial Stadium on 33rd Street, that was the guy. This big, red-headed, round-ish goofball. They found a, a very inventive way to beat the parking problem that always popped up on football weekends over there. He'd just sleep over Friday and Saturday nights in some random fan's RV. He'd just go RV hopping all weekend. That was Boog Powell back then. And even now, I mean, who's going to tell him no? This big, lively guy. And they say that Orioles manager Hank Bauer, he was a guy before Earl Weaver, he would hit Boog third in the lineup behind Louis Aparicio hitting second. And Bauer's reasoning was Boog's big body would block the catcher's view of Aparicio as he led from first. And whether or not that helped, who knows? With the first year Bauer did that, Aparicio stole 57 bases. And Boog usually is out there tending to his own barbecue. That might be a, a stop on Wednesday to get you ready for Chris Sale against Andrew Kashner. Now, Sale, I know the ERA is still yugly at, at 5.25, but it's 11 straight scoreless innings. He's at 28 strikeouts in his last 18 innings, and that'll certainly play, too. Uh, Andrew Kashner... Four and one for a team that is thirteen and twenty-three, but his ERA is four point seven one. It'll be a seven oh five per uh, first pitch, and you can hear it, of course, on WEEI. JD Martinez a home run, correctly predicted by Rob Bradford. Nicely done. Uh, Xander Bogarts with a home run. Mitch Moreland with a home run, and that pretty much sums it up. The Red Sox with those homers power their way past Baltimore on Tuesday night. Once again. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. Love it that you're doing this. Please subscribe if you haven't yet, because then every Monday through Friday, you get this piece of awesome. And if you haven't done it yet, go on to iTunes and hit us with a review. Go ahead and tell America, tell the whole world what you think of Sox Daily. And maybe we can get some more people on the train here. That would be a, a beautiful thing if you don't mind helping out. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Josh Lewin from Baltimore, getting ready for some barbecue. Bye-bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.